0: hey everyone this is dr andy wilzek this week we have part two of my interview with dr joan antunes this is episode 15 and the season one finale of on Tenure tracks
1: Research Institute that did the collection for the National Survey of Youth in Custody
2: mm-hmm.
1: that looks at sexual victimization and that data which would be great and, and it's de-identified so you can't identify where these individuals are, are detained, right. where these kids are detained, Right. but the decision of BJS was to enclave the data and so what that means is that if you want to analyze the data you have to go Michigan
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know, I'm, as you may, I'm a big movie buff. But it just reminds me of the first alien movie when they go to speak to mother. <laughs> like, you have to put in a key. You can't take your phone.
2: Yeah. You can't
1: take jump drives. It's like, it's like the skiff, man. I mean, apparently it's easier to get into the skiff than it isn't there. But, um, you know, and, and, and so what happens is there's no transparency. No one's going to analyze that data because no one's going to have the money or the funds or want to spend the funds going up into t- Michigan. And you can only bring out... Um, output so printouts of whatever analysis you did.
0: You know it's funny. I used to work there before I had any any plans of going to grad school. I worked at the Institute for Social Research in in, in Ann Arbor. Oh. yep. I, oh, oh, no. no, 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 no. I just you're thought I thought in it. you're a hundred percent right. A hundred percent right. Um,
1: in- you know, and yeah. I'm all about data transparency. Like I, I go over and above when I describe my variables. This is what I did, and I did this next, uh-huh. and I did this no, Good luck, you can do it too. <laughs> because, because I thought because that's what we're that's what the scientific method is about. Repli- you know, replicability. And, yes, and things like that. But, but then at the same time, we silo people in <clears throat> in terms of of um their their research and in in terms of access to data where certain groups have access to data, but not everybody has access to the same data. And then what happens is it, 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 um, it, it, it's like, you know, let's go from the theoretical perspective. It's a cumulative disadvantage of individuals who don't have the same opportunities as others. Yep. And, and for me, that's just the irony of our profession Mm -hmm. where, and, and I think that that's overcome through Twitter because, you know, we provide support. We're like, yeah, you did this, and you know, and and when I talk to so my Cream J group is comprised, and you're gonna be familiar by Jan and Francis. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I listened to your podcast. It was awesome. It was so interesting. You're you're great, and and there isn't any of that competition that we it, that people not, actually not me because I had a fellowship from Portugal, but that we we are indoctrinated to engage yeah. in during grad school. Yes. Like, where it's the has and the have-nots.
0: Yeah, and I, I kind of yeah. wonder if that's, like, if that's a generational shift in how academia is going, or is it because of the adjunct crisis, or is it both, or? I don't know.
1: I don't know, because I see so much, like, support. Yeah. You know, because, you know, Francis is the grad student, and within our, like, little criminal justice women group.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there are some, there's some grad students and they're just so supportive. Oh, yeah. look at, this is my survey. Do you see any variables you might want to use? Yeah. As opposed to these are my precious. <laughs>
2: yeah, like, yeah.
1: And so, you know, and, and I, I'm hoping that is the trend that as we, like, for example, I had, I've never met Joanne Belknap. Mm-hmm. She posted something once on Twitter I defended her and she's like, she emails me like, you're awesome. Thank-. And all of a sudden now we just like chat in Twitter. I'm like, Hey, how's your day going today? And, and we've never physically met in, <laughs>
2: you
1: know, in what world would that be possible without, without, you know, yeah. this, this interweb thing mm-hmm. in, you know, bringing um and and it's really interesting because like i'm the first person to say hey anybody want to collaborate on a paper let's what could we do let's do this because i mean that's the that's that i I don't know that's how i feel the the field should be
0: oh i'm i'm the same way like i (laughs) it's funny i my my twitter account came up in my third year review at wilkes um,
1: Whoops.
0: no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. And, <laughs> I've
1: already had my third year. With
0: you, so. <laughs> and so, I uh, then I, I was using it as a teaching thing. And you know, when I first made that account, and I would search for criminologists on there, it was a lot of people from the UK and me. Yeah, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and so I remember being in the meeting and, and my chair saying, Well, how many people are following you on this account? And I said, Um, 300, and they're like, Oh my god, 300. So I kind of want to tell them now that it's over twelve hundred and see what people say, but you know you're right, and I, I'm totally just lost my train of thought here. <laughs> no,
1: in terms of it coming up at your third year review and it being an advantage in creating connections. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I tell I them got your back. thank <laughs> you. I tell <laughs> them that i I that I tell my students this. That I've learned as much on this account as I ever did in grad school. You know, yeah. just through. Through being exposed to other people's stuff, seeing work being done in real time, and then like the interdisciplinary stuff that that yeah, you can do,
1: the less I, I feel like there's so much less judgment. Yes, there's so much more. At least for me, and and I may be that that you know naive weirdo, but I feel like because I always felt like the weirdo. I'm not. I'm socially awkward. I know it's not. It's, it's, it's off me as too. As I'm, maybe I'm not like. But like yesterday, as I told you, I was at the ice cream social. I'm like, please don't talk to anyone. Don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. Don't talk to me because some shit's going to come out of my mouth and you're going to look at me like, oh, gosh, she's weird. And,
2: That's how I feel you know, all
1: the time. to The Walking Dead and people will go like, she's so weird.
0: I feel like that all the time about okay, you and I me. See-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And I feel like that mostly. And I used to feel like that at ASC.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, oh, you know. Oh yeah, she's not in our one. Yep. Like, has t- she published in criminology?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, people you know, looking, like, people looking at your badge and then looking up and just being like disgusted.
1: <laughs> you know, well, you know what we should do. I mean, all oh like, that. please don't put, I mean, you can. Everything I say can and will and will be used against me in my tenure. No, I'm kidding. But like, we should put like badges on a longer lanyard and that, so it's right at our crotch. And go, <laughs> are you looking at my crotch? And make people feel real uncomfortable about it.
0: I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that's a good idea.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't think we should actually do it. But, you know, this is how I spend my days. Like, what could I do to make others feel uncomfortable? No. And so, but, like, and, and it's something that really used to bother me. But then I can't I can't tell you. Like, because I, I don't, like, I, I'm still the same person. But getting that NIJ fellowship, it made me th- think, not a boost in, like, oh, I'm so much smarter than I used to be because, you know. That if only that were true, then you have <laughs> Einstein's amongst us. Um, but the truth is it just made me feel you know what? It's okay I'm not an R one. I am just like I can contribute just as much as anybody else. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, it might not be research-wise, but look at this, and I brought it into my classroom where I had I had students who ended up um, working for homeland security mm-hmm. in um, at the border, and they're like, yeah, man, everything you taught me, I, I, I'm putting it into practice. I have one student who's going to become um, uh, gosh, what's the name? He, he's going to work for, for at the asylum office, so he's going to go interview people mm-hmm. who are look, seeking to look for asylum. I mean, that's, that's what I'm, you know, yeah. maybe I won't have a theory, and chances are I probably won't, because I mean, maybe I could, like, you know, Frankenstein something together. But and, and and I think that that the Twitterverse is making it such that it is decreasing this um, elitism that we had in the field previously, where people are connecting irrespective of institution they're at. Iris, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like when people go, "So what was your GPA?" And I'll be like, "It's fucking irrelevant," because here I am. Yeah. It's like, what did you get on the GR? It's like what I tell my students, dudes, C's get degrees. <laughs> they might not get good jobs, but they get degrees. And at the same time, like, oh, but I disappointed you. I'm like, you're much more than your GPA, A, first of all. And second of all, no one's ever going to ask you, hey, man, what you get in theories of crime, huh?
2: Yeah. Like,
1: no one gives a shit. What we care now is, are you a person who's interested in promoting justice In, you know, bettering criminal justice research, putting out super interesting research that and by doing that, we're also elevating journals that, you know, maybe had been overlooked over the years by others. And so we contribute so much more than, you know, these feelings of being weird and inadequate and, you know, wanting to kind of. Which is sometimes why I wish I smoked, because then I could just like smoke a cigarette so no one would talk to me. (laughs) But now you know, smoking's out. Like you can't smoke anywhere anyway, so that (laughs) that strategy's out.
0: I like your your philosophy on C's get degrees because that that drives me crazy, right? Because I'll have students say it as a way to say that they just have to do the very bare minimum and not care about anything, and so I will like rant and rave about how like. Like you said, it'll get you a degree, but you're not going to get a good job, and you're not yeah. going to do anything effective anywhere. And people want to see like you have passion about stuff, and that you want to fight yeah. for something. And oh, yeah. if you're just if you're going to be just just awake enough <laughs> to yeah,
1: just enough to, so I can pass.
0: Like nobody's That's ever gonna well, nobody's going to ask you what you got on in crim theory like your, or what your GPA was. I don't think there's going to be a job interview where they're like like yo like you you graduated and you like. You were drunk for three years? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> or
1: my kids. You're oh, hired. You Bro, You're good. So, and especially, and I tell them all the time, like, we have to also be realistic with our students. This is Towson University, and they're getting, a, and we're great. Mm-hmm. We're great. But you apply to the FBI, and you get someone from Harvard, and then someone from Towson with a 2.0. Yeah, Bro. <laughs> and then I'm not. I do that a lot with my athletes. For some reason, like football players, like taking my classes. I have theories about that. I'll tell it to you in person one day. <laughs> but um, and I tell them, dudes, you're not going to end up in the NFL. Chances are slim. They're slim. I mean, you can do it Dumb and Dumber. One in a million. So there is a chance. <laughs> but the truth is, there. It's low. It's low. And so you need to plan for the future. And a 2.0, which is the minimum GPA requirement for you to keep playing, is not going to cut it. And they're like, oh, I get, I, I get it. I get it, Dr. A, I I get it. But, <laughs> but, and I, sometimes I wonder, do you get it? Because it's you can't skate by. Because like, life is already hard. Mm-hmm. No one's going to let you skate by. I mean, come on. If they did, we would. like We'd come, we come to class in our PJs if we could, too. Yeah, But... And yeah, you know, and, and and I think that at teaching universities like like you and I, we had that opportunity. And and one of the things, like, I think, and I think that students will recognize this when they're older. Maybe not during. Is that they have the privilege of being taught by people that are doing the research.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're not a, a grad student, overworked grad student, or a TA. Like we are on the ground, and maybe you know. No one will remember, you know, unpronounceable name and tunis. But, you know, I I hope that some of my students will be like, and I still get them when they like they'll email me or they'll friend me on Facebook or something. It's like, guess what? I got into the NSA. I'm like, sweet. Take my name off the list. <laughs> or, you know. You know what I mean? So, like, sometimes when when we kind of despair, like, oh, maybe we're not, and this is, I think, a problem across the fields, but I I find it a problem in ours, like, we're not the stars.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. We are the star to someone. And we might not be the star to other academics, but, you know, we change lives on the ground. So I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. So that's my philosophy. And I told you I was weird, but and I like it, and I and I, I genuinely like it here. I like having a class with thirty students where I can get to know their names. Yeah, I mean, one student mentioned in passing that she didn't like bananas, and I was bringing snacks to, to class, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't forget no bananas this time. She's like, you remember? I'm like, yeah, you said you didn't like bananas. Freaky, but sure. And so yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is. And I think that, for example, I have a lot more fun at ACJS. Oftentimes,
0: mm-hmm. I've never been. Oh, I've it never was in been in Baltimore this year. Yeah, and
1: they have all this. They have all the learning, like the learning, like the 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 workshops, like the stage workshops, and it really is illuminating because people participate in these because they're really genuinely interested in becoming better instructors. Yeah and And I think that people not who are not in academia or people that are, are way more research focused don't really care or are interested in improving their teaching
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah i
1: had a friend I had a friend of mine once go like why wouldn't you hire this person? They're a great researcher I'm like because they're a craft teacher <laughs> and we we need people we need instructors we need instructors that are going to captivate an audience that are going to you know, bring interesting topics to the class i mean anybody any And I mean this in a certain way. Like, anybody can get to a textbook, read it, and go, this is what it says. Enjoy. Or you can really engage the the students. And at ACJS, my experience has been, especially with the teaching workshops, Mm -hmm. I have learned, like, so much. And then people come from different universities, like, I've never heard of that place. I don't even know where it is. (laughs) And... And, and it really opens up your mind. I mean, last I was there in Jan and wherever it was in Baltimore, since it's like 20 miles away. And Callie Rendison was there to, to, to talk about um, research methods and how to teach research methods. Cause research methods is a course evaluation killer. Yeah. It's like, you know, students hate that shit. They're like, I don't understand the point of figuring this out. I'm like, yeah, I know.
2: <laughs>
1: and so, um, and she had so many interesting ideas and I was like, wow, I need to, I really need to up my game. And then recently someone posted on Twitter, this exercise they did with M and M's and sampling
2: mm-hmm.
1: where each student gets a bag of M and M's and then you can use, and each one will use that to, to, um, illustrate, um, sampling. It was, uh, Dr. Rebecca stone. Okay. And I was like, this is brilliant. Not only can you sample diversity or not, depending on your M&Ms, you can then like, <laughs> eat the products of your labor. And, you know, and, and and this is what, and these are the kinds of techniques, like, we're doing a, a teaching. Um, I'm participating in a teaching roundtable of, of assignments and how, and I use things, in, like, for example, in, do you teach theories? Is that one of your classes? Yeah,
0: um, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: I, I use for example I use um, some songs like um, Andy Grammer's honey I'm good
2: mm-hmm.
1: on the exam for social control where they're like they have to make an argument for either Hershey's social control or self-control about why Andy Grammer doesn't go home with the lady that's trying to pick him up
0: <laughs> <laughs> one time um, one time in that class I made them watch the beginning of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and apply theory to it
1: <gasps> that's great <laughs> especially like you know in terms of like um, Anderson's Code of the Street. Yeah. Or, right? That's, see, that's another one. I use... Um, they, were,
0: I they were baffled. They pissed? I gave them zero oh. heads up. <laughs> it's like, extra credit question. <laughs> Let's stop in the middle yeah. of this super serious exam that you are taking extremely seriously. And we're going to watch and
1: the beginning the of fresh the Fresh of Prince
0: for three minutes. <laughs> now
2: write
1: about it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, they probably—they might not have appreciated it as much as yeah. It's kind of like when I um, we I had them watch um, Seven.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Of course, it's it's either profiler or they're obsessed with serial killers. So you know, yeah. Sometimes you have to give in to a little bit of their obsession. Oh them. no,
0: I'm so I'm doing seven. a whole class like that this semester.
1: Yeah, and oh, I'll, I'll tell you about another class that we did here that was a big success, and then um, so. And of course, you know they're like they, they can be little little poops because then they're not paying any attention. Of course, because you know you give them opportunity. Like we need more movies, and then you, they you know you put a movie on, and they're like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to play on my phone. And so they had an extra question, extra credit question on the exam that was, what's in the box?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did that with the Wire. I made them watch the Wire, and in that class, um, I started letting them write their own final exams um because it's a good way to get a boost on your aval and the kids who are the kids who aren't going to study aren't going to study anyway right
1: that's my like theory right yeah. it's like you know
0: and so one of the questions on that final was where the fuck is wallace <laughs> <laughs> you like,
1: actually put the word that
0: oh, uh no, no i didn't i didn't i just said where i chickened out like at the at, oh. at the day of printing it no i i swear
1: probably sense. but i mean, you don't want to
2: like, but it was so
1: funny like people that didn't pay any attention they're like donuts um jewelry
2: like,
1: <laughs> no it was a head you stupid idiot a head. and so here also i guess it's another, another advantage so have you ever um have you ever listened to the serial podcast
2: uh the, the first Adnan season
1: sayed
0: case yep oh yeah i've assigned that in my my violence class they have to listen to the entire thing and, and try to so, decide whether or not they think adnan's guilty
1: so we, we live like oh yeah. No, we live we know Towson's like a few miles away from Security Boulevard.
0: Uh huh.
1: And from um,
0: Woodland
1: Lincoln Park. Yeah. And, and Woodlawn Park. I've actually had students that graduated from um, Woodlawn Park. Oh and wow. So Dana Coleman. She's our forensic anthropologist, which mm-hmm. she's awesome. Like she's she's brilliant. So she usually she spends summer digging up um, World War II soldiers and bringing them home. Oh wow and identifying their bodies Yeah, we have a lab here and she has a freezer full of body parts i went in there just to make sure i wouldn't puke i wanted to see how strong i was i didn't puke. <laughs> i know she had a skull on her desk the other day i'm like can i pick up the skull and she's like sure and i'm like alas poor york <laughs> and i was like wait he doesn't have any teeth dana this is no fun take it back and so she worked as the csi on the annalise lee case okay the, you might not remember the the a korean girl that was murdered by robert lee moore and they thought that there was a tangential they mentioned it briefly
0: oh oh uh, yeah 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 yeah
1: and so you know she was like we should we should totally and so we teach a class together where she goes over the forensic evidence the mm. autopsy report and all that, and I go over the theory part and say, because they're always like, wait a minute, like, how could he not have remembered the day? And I'm like, because it was a day like any other to him. Like, like, one of the things, you know, like everybody's like, how could you not remember? I mean, because do you remember what you ate for dinner three weeks ago? Unless it's something spectacular. It's like, I don't know, mac and cheese or some shit? I don't, and, and they're like, oh, that makes sense. And so, it's really interesting, cause, and then we do a field trip to all the parts and we time it you know, how long does it take to go from here? How long does it take to go from here? And, and we go to the, to the location in Leakin park where they found her body. And so it, it really does allow for some interesting teaching.
2: That's and, really cool. You know,
1: and they bitch about it. Like, Oh, I have to listen to the entire podcast. Like, Oh like, yeah. yeah. It's yep. fine. And oh, then they yeah. grow like, oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> Rarely do I have a student say like, Oh, I hated it. They're like, yeah, this was great.
0: I've had a couple. Was,
1: really?
0: Yeah, I've, ah. ha, I've had a couple who. So there's there's one episode near the end that they they almost all of them usually dislike. It's it's like a maybe the second to last or third to last, where it's just like a it's almost like a summary of everything that they've done. Um, the students the students yeah. usually hate that. Um, but I've I have had a few students, typically students who are very conservative um like hate (laughs) the hate the show and in their reactions i can remember a couple um who were i I don't i know i can never figure out if they were doing this intentionally or not but just being just having bad faith approached the whole assignment and so the Mm -hmm. entire the entire class is like we hate jay wilds and jay is really sketchy and jay must have done it and these two guys are like we think that Jay is completely reliable, and of course, everything he's saying is is worthwhile. And absolutely, Adnan is guilty. Guilty as sin. He should be in prison for the rest of his life.
2: <laughs>
0: and like, I'm not yeah. sure what where you guys are getting this from. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm the first one to say I don't know if he did it. honestly. Yeah. I don't. I don't have. I don't have. A, I don't think he did it. Like my gut is to say I don't think he did it. Yeah. But I tell them it's irrelevant whether he did. There wasn't evidence to suggest he did. Yeah. And so that, for me, is the main issue, because I'm like, look, it's irrelevant to me whether he did it or not, because the question is, was there enough evidence to suggest that he did it for conviction?
0: Have you listened to Undisclosed?
1: Yes. And so a- another brilliant thing about Twitter, I-, I cold, direct messaged Rabia Chowdhury. Yeah. And said, hey, do you want to come speak to Michael? No way. And she's like, sure. She did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are a badass. You know that? <laughs> no,
1: I'm, just, I'm like all oh, like, and then you know, but she and then I didn't even pay her. So she said she liked my earrings. And they were Portuguese, uh-huh. so I ordered a pair from Portugal uh-huh. and sent them to her. But no, I was like, hey man, you know, would you be interested? Because she lives in Maryland, so I was yeah, like, hey girl, want to come over? <laughs> and so she did. I was like, yes,
0: that's awesome. Best.
1: But that's Twitter. Like, I don't yeah. know if I have the courage to, like, actually speak vocally yeah. to someone. <laughs> no, it's like, do I? Have... And so, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where it, it, and I think we have that opportunity. Like, we can have these opportunities because we're not drowned in, you know, all these different research projects. We can do this, this, like, yeah. neat stuff.
0: I do have a story like that now that I think about it. It's not, maybe it's as good as Rab- as Rabia. So, last spring i had to take students to harrisburg um they were Ooh. at a round table with the first lady of pennsylvania and we got to meet with a couple of, of legislatures while we were there and so we had time to kill and we were outside the lieutenant governor's office and uh the lieutenant governor follows me on twitter so um shout out wow. to to john fetterman um Look at you, <laughs> shit.
2: yeah
0: not not at all <laughs> And so we were outside of his office waiting for this other meeting, and I was, like, with the students. I said, hey, do you want to help me troll Lieutenant Governor real quick? And they are like, okay, whatever. And so we took a we took a selfie together, and I, I sent it to him. Um, not in his DMs. This was, like, a public post. And I was like, hey, at John Fetterman, sorry we missed you. We heard you had the best office in the place. I sent it off. Didn't think anything of it, right? Uh, a couple minutes later... <laughs> Fetterman Fetterman is about six foot six or six foot seven. He's like, he's a big guy. And I'm, he's taller than me. I'm six foot four. And I saw his shadow. You
1: two are freaky tall. I'm five three.
0: I saw saw his shadow in his office. And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, he's here. And so he comes out with his security guys. And like, this little security guy comes up to us. And he looks at me and he's like, did one of you just send a message to the lieutenant governor on Twitter? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> that w- that was me. And he's like, okay. And so the lieutenant governor comes over and he shakes my hand and he says hi to all of the students. And <laughs>
1: like, I mean, cause that's
0: like, like that, that's Twitter.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, even like my—I guess my Twitter claim to fame is when I like replied to something Ellen Barkin posted, uh-huh. and she replied. I'm like, hey, look at this, I'm famous. <laughs> 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 Ellen Barkin, man. I think getting Rabia is pretty.
0: Is a pretty big get. <laughs> you She's know?
1: really sweet. I mean, super busy. Yeah, well, yeah. And but it was just so funny. Like I was just like, because 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 you know, I did actually. Um, comey jim comey what like went to howard uh-huh. to give a talk so i actually dm'd him too <laughs> like, hey, welcome to he did not respond but you know i mean the worst that could happen would be i'd be ignored yeah or arrested i mean you
0: know i don't think they whichever. can ar- i don't think they can arrest you for that i mean it uh, depends
1: no. on how i entice them no, i'm kidding <laughs> no he no but like they could block me like yeah you stop dming people but, yeah, and you know, he never responded. I'm still waiting for that letter in a bottle. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, what's, the, like, my, my new philosophy, and I don't know if it's just because I feel like we have to have a voice now because yeah. the way things are going are just, you know, like, it's kind of like, I, I always tell my students, if you lived in Nazi Germany, like, if I lived in Nazi Germany, I would be on the streets protecting. I'm like, yeah, sure.
0: Right. They say that shit all the time. It dr- <laughs> Oh and man. I'm like, but
1: what about the kids in cages at the border? Oh, They're yeah. far. They're far.
0: They're yeah. Not they're not my kids. Yeah. They're not my kids. They. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I do that all the time. Like how you behave now. How you behave yeah. now is what you would have been doing during during all this dark shit happening. And
1: <laughs> you would have been pretending that it's not happening to you or, lo- or, or grateful that it's not, you're not it.
0: Yeah. And, and, and yeah. like dissuading yourself from it, from the possibility of it ever happening to you. Like they'll never come after me. There's no way yeah. until they start so asking good. like how often you go to church or mandating a state religion or whatever.
1: Jesus. Yeah. Like, or, you know, like, cause it's really funny cause like and sometimes it's just a few little words. Like sometimes we'll talk about the, the crime job and the role of um, uh, legalization of abortion and, And and I I often use Portugal as an example because, like, Mm -hmm. Portugal's a Catholic country, but we legalized same-sex marriage. We Mm -hmm. legalized abortion. We decriminalized drugs. Um, I mean, I had two college high school uh, classmates who died of HIV, of AIDS. Mm -hmm. They were drug addicts. I mean, and so, you know, we'll talk about these things. And I I tell them, look, people, here's the thing. You can be pro-choice and be personally pro-life. They're like, what? I'm so confused. I'm like, <laughs> you yourself can make a decision about what you want to do with your body. And that's fair. No one has, to, no one has the right to impose or shouldn't have the right to impose upon your beliefs. The point is, should you have a right to impose your beliefs on everybody else? But uh, no, I don't want any. I'm like, so yeah. So you can be pro-choice, meaning a person can decide,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you personally be pro-life. Like, I, I never thought about it that way. I'm like, yeah, because that's life. Like, we don't think about stuff until we think about stuff,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and even things that I had never thought about. I'm like, you know, you, it's it, it's just it's it's human nature to kind of you know, think about, and and even for example, they were talking about. The, the chain migration issue like really bugs me. Yeah. Bug in my bonnet, especially with, you know, Melania Trump's parents
2: mm-hmm.
1: becoming citizens and I explained to him to them, look. Bringing over a relative is super costly. It's super costly because you have to um, prove to the government that you can financially support these individuals if they are unable to support themselves. So you have to show proof that you have money above certain means so that the person can and and even for example the 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 green card lottery that people talk about it's not as by chance as people assume it is Mm -hmm. i have a uh, i have a friend that got the green card lottery and and interestingly enough he was rich
0: (laughs) you're saying that it's not actually a real lottery i'm shocked Mm -hmm shocked uh,
1: uh are the fbi on this call because you know <laughs> i if
0: but i yeah, was it, if i not. was a cop i'd have to tell you and
1: no i know i'm kidding i don't <laughs> please i
0: have no like but maybe maybe <laughs> one day jim comey will be a fan of untenured tracks and that's how you can get that hookup
1: yo jim what up boy bro <laughs> w- a,
0: that and my jim nij Bob. sponsorship
1: <laughs> I don't know, Maybe not. Coming, well the only reason i think bro is is because my kids like Watching alternative versions of um, Peppa Pig <laughs> on YouTube, and so there's one where they're like, "George, what was your first word?" Bruh. <laughs> so it's just like you, you'll get it with the whole. Yeah. You have to. You have kids. You have oh, to do yeah. the Peppa Pig jokes.
0: Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no. yeah.
1: and so um, you know, it's like these these weird things. And So do you do your uh, do your girls know what you do? Uh,
0: do they get it? So funny story about that um I try to explain to my so obviously the 18 month old has no idea what's going on right so <laughs> <laughs> um but I was I was talking to my daughter about it the other night and I forget how I forget how she asked but it came up that I'm a doctor and so I said oh, Dad- not a
1: real one, my daddy's
0: father. a doctor <laughs> and, and no and she's like no you're not and I was like yep. yes I am and she was like you know how to fix people. And I said, no, I don't, I'm not that kind of a doctor. And she, like, she whacked me with the back of her hand like you would if somebody's saying, like, something stupid. She, like, hits me, and she and she's like, you're not a real doctor. <laughs> yep.
1: My 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 um, do that all the time, you're not a real doctor. I mean, but here's, like, it, you, know, you could have had a great comeback to your daughter when she's like, you don't fix people, and you're like, no, but I destroyed
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. See, I was really I tired.
1: Destroy, I'm the great destroyer. <laughs> I just
0: I just wanted to make it through that chapter of Harry Potter that we were working on.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, the like, other parents read before bed, but you don't. It's, it's, it's those little things of, uh, th- like yesterday I taught all day and then i get this text from my oldest there's an ice cream social at school and dad said if you wanted you could take me
0: <laughs> thanks dad
1: yeah <laughs> someone like, like someone needs someone wants to get divorced clearly <laughs> and yeah you know, and i and i was like okay i can do, you know i can do this yeah i can i can cuz I, I i actually live like f- 35 40 miles away from the university uh-huh so like on days that i teach i get home and i'm like yeah, and that's not, and you know how it is. It's not, it's not viable. I mean, it's it's not viable in terms of, um, you know, when you have kids, and, and yeah, we're, and, and one of the things I think is beautiful is that we we have a flexible schedule, so we can go to their Halloween parade and we can go watch them be fifth turkey in the in Thanksgiving, <laughs> um, sure. you know, and they're so proud. I was the turkey. I was the fifth turkey. Yep. As opposed to the first turkey. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, like, trying to, trying to explain, like, people think that we, basically what we do is we get in front of a, of a lecture room or ho- where, wherever you are, you spe- spew shit, students take it in, and you're done for the day. But the truth is, like, the, the, the stuff that we, like, teach, I mean, we're on for that entire hour and a half. Like they're staring at us and have expectations for us, whether it's for an assignment or anything. And, and you know, it, we're, it's, like we're, it's like, I mean, I will do this. I will liken it to surgery where, you know, we're there and being observed for that period of time and trying our best not to say something that will be misconstrued or that will fuck up our chances for tenure or that will offend someone. And you know, and you just pray that at the end of the lecture you don't get to your email and you haven't like accidentally offended mm-hmm. someone with stuff that you said. Yep. And you know, and that and that in and of itself can be so exhausting. Oh yeah. And in, in terms of you know watching, making sure that, and so one of my new, my takes is I tell the students like, look, I cannot control how you choose to perceive what is said so and one of the things i think and and this has been the topic of a lot of my, my lectures is like look you can choose to interpret something in the most negative way or you can choose to give the person the benefit of the doubt and ask them to expand upon their perspective and you know and It it, it sometimes works, it sometimes not. I was talking to them about gender, um, you know, feminist criminology, and I gave the example of my youngest son who's three, who likes to wear nail polish. Well, because he's, he's, you know, with regards, and then, Mm -hmm. but he also likes to go around with his Nerf gun, Mm -hmm. because any good nerfer has nail polish. (laughs) And one student puts his hand up, and, you know, and I encourage everybody to talk, and sometimes in a big, classroom it can be complicated yeah he's like well are you are you making good choices like are this are your sons going into sports and and i swear to god like i was like i you know i think i could have many a retort to that point yeah and i was like uh and i said well and he's like so d- did you did you and i was like i need you to explain to me why it's important to you to know if they do sports in the context of you know, feminism and the perspective of masculinity versus femininity. And he's like, uh, uh, uh. And someone else put their hand up. Oh, right. Basically, he's saying that if you don't put your sons in sports, they'll be gay. And I was like, wow. And I'm like, this is 2019. You really think a sport is going to make someone less gay or more gay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're like, well. And he's like, I have another question. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, please shut up. And because well, then the problem is, is you always also also get the and they don't realize this. And this is something I think is very unique to the perspective of the instructors. You see their faces. They don't see each other's faces, but you see their faces. And so you're looking at some of the faces going, this this dude's going down. Mm-hmm. And you see another one like roll their eyes so bad into the back yeah. of their head that's going to get stuck there. Yep. And I was and he's like, OK, I'm, I'm like, OK, what question can a gay person be a feminist? And and honest to goodness, I was like, I really honestly do not know how to respond to that question of yours. I don't see how either of them are connected. And so I think you need to go and introspect on the issue. And then you tell me if they're related in any way. He's like, okay, I'll go do my homework assignment. And, and wow. yeah, and I think that's that's the difficulties of our profession. Is like we come across these things, and like you know, sometimes I'm like, and, and I often the, I often say, "Look, guys, I am not your mother. I am not here to give you the basics of living in society." Like I was like, "How come you don't send us reminders every single time something's due?" And I was like, Ugh. "Because I don't." Often because I don't remember to, and <laughs> like, cause, like cause because I have everything in a calendar, and, so you, like, I, and
0: also because you have a billion other things going on, right?
1: And because and because I'm again I'm not their mother, yeah. Like, like I, I find it interesting that nowadays, and, and and they get away with like I do. You have advising at your institution? Yeah, I like, have. Do you do advising? Like, yeah,
0: I do. I have twenty five advisees.
1: Yeah. So we have 50 in lieu of a course. Mm-hmm. And, and I have a, I have an online system. I use Calendly for them to make the appointment. And do you know how often they just, they make an appointment and then stand me up?
0: Oh, I imagine and it happens they, all the time.
1: They they just don't show up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in what universe is this an acceptable behavior? I mean, like it's one of those things. And, 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 I, and I try to imagine it's so, like, like for the, like for the first few classes, one guy's like, "Professor, professor, I have a question." This was the first day of class. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, what, what, what question?" So, how many classes can I miss before I fail? And I was like, "Huh, interesting question." And my and, and because it was like my patience was short. I'm like, "Why don't you do an experiment and see how many?" <laughs> see how that goes. And he just looked at me like, and, and yeah, they, they couldn't tell if I was being serious or not. But I was like, mm. the first day, like, don't start talking already about, you know, how many classes, cause I don't, I don't take attendance uh-huh. simply because I keep losing the attendance sheet. And then I have to remember <laughs> if they were there or not. And I also feel that it's important that they feel they have a cho- I always use it as my, my um, classical school example
2: mm-hmm.
1: as a choice. Like, look, you have a choice to come to class. Now you have to, um, you know, do your own cost-benefit analysis of whether it's worth it to come or not to come. And they're like, mm. oh. but I think it's a little bit too much, maybe.
0: <laughs> oh no, I don't take attendance either. Don't don't take attendance. Don't do it. I don't do it. I'll I'll. I tried it one time and I regretted it. Don't Did do you it. Lose
1: the attendance sheet. Come so on. So
0: I was gonna do random spot <laughs> checks, right? Oh, and yeah. take a picture when class started um but then there were days that I, I either forgot to do it or i would take it when class started and then i would have like half the class come right after i took the picture and have to then have to deal with that whole fight right
1: the stragglers
0: yeah yep yeah it,
1: it's not worth it's not it's not some of worth the things it are not worth it and i also feel that like sometimes I don't know if it's a generational issue or if it's an educ. I, I don't like I have, I have one advisee email me, how do I get to Fisher college? Like a different college in the camp. I'm like, dude, seriously, like, like, like you're emailing your advisor from Crim J to figure out how to get into the, how to go to the math college, Google maps, man. Like, like in what you just, and so, so like, I was talking to my daughter about that
2: yesterday uh-huh. and I
1: was like, She's like, I need to, turn, I may, I have to, um, I had the opportunity to resubmit an assignment that I didn't get, do very well for, but it's only um, on, I have to hand it in by Friday and they haven't handed me the assignment back. So what am I going to do? And I'm like, you have to, have to advocate for yourself. Yeah. No one else is going to, babe. No one else. You know, it's kind of like when students like they don't. I mean, students don't even learn how to use Word properly. It's always that stupid calibre. Yep. And and, and so like you need to learn how to add, like you have this chance now. If the teacher hadn't given you a chance to resubmit, it can be pretty annoying when students are like, "Hey, what about extra credit? Can I resubmit it for partial credit? Can I give it another shot?" And you know, and, and for the most part, I'd like to do that. But what do you have, like? How many students do I have this semester? 70, I've got a, over 100,
2: mm-hmm.
1: plus the 50 advisees. It's just not feasible to have students resubmit assignments, you know, over assignment, over assignment. But if you have the opportunity, then you should take it. So so how do I go about doing that? I don't know. Ask the teacher for the assignment, man.
0: I have a story about that that I'll tell you after I stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I
1: mean, like, everything I say, I
2: mean,
1: I think, I think we should have, like, a Miranda rights for tenure track. Yeah. You know, like, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of tenure. Okay,
0: fuck and it. I mean, then I'll, I'll tell well. the story.
1: No, I'm <laughs> kidding. But, I am mean, not. Like,
0: it's an, but, you know, no, 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 it's, it's only fair. You it's, put a lot out there. You put a lot no, out there.
1: Funny. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to edit this.
0: Oh, I have an editor. Right? Yeah, we are at over an hour and a half of audio.
1: I mean, I don't know because I don't know. Like, I was like, I asked, I asked Aaron, Currents, and I asked, Uh like, like, so, do you prep? Like, what do you do? And they're like, you know, come on, give me some like headway, man. What am I going to talk about? Clearly, I have a lot to say. Clearly, you do.
0: (laughs) No, you you have shattered. You have shattered the the previous record for length of the show. Uh, So is
1: that like a compliment? By a a
0: solid half an hour. No, you are a delight. I am so happy that you reached out. Honestly. I am so <laughs> I happy. Thought, who
1: is this fucking weirdo? What does she want?
0: No, I am a fucking weirdo. As, <laughs> I am, I, it's just so nice to meet somebody who is also weird.
2: <laughs> you but, know?
1: But here's the truth. No, this is, the truth is everybody's weird. They everybody just won't is. admit it. Yeah. Everybody has weirdnesses. It's kind of like that Sex and the City episode where they each one is at home doing their weird things where one of them is like looking to a mirror and trimming their nose hairs. And another one is doing, you know, paraffin wax on their fingers. And, 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 you know, I'm always of the mind that we all have really weird shit. And, you know, if we all like revealed some of our weird shit, then I think there'd be a lot more camaraderie. Oh yeah. Where, where people are like, Oh, so what's your weird shit? And I'd be like, um, I exercise in my, um, what do you call them? Like my my UGG um, slippers. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a, I have one of those. Like I have a, a exercise bike. It is not a Peloton. It costs eighty nine bucks on Amazon. And I'm not spending three grand on a bike.
0: I, that I my probably kids can have. Break. I probably have the same bike down here. It's like
1: the extra broken, Exerputic or something. Yep. Yeah, my kids broke one of the pedals, but I can still manage.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yep. That's that's my replacement one. Is the extraputic? I'm looking at it right now.
1: <laughs> I and so you know, and I literally get if, up. If Exerputic wants to sponsor
0: the show, I would totally take
1: Exerputic, I need a new bike. My kids only really <laughs> mine, and I don't want to spend eighty nine bucks on Amazon again. And and it's really so like I get up, and I'm in my little slippers. I go get my cup of coffee and I start off by drinking my coffee as I'm (laughs) (laughs) pedaling while watching something like whether it's like some show on CW like Nancy Drew at my age or, you know, I'm watching some other show. Sometimes I watch Saturday Night Live and I giggle to myself while everybody else is asleep. And then, you know, the other day I decided not to exercise because I was so freaking exhausted. So it's like six in the morning. I'm sitting on an armchair with my coffee in my hand, just staring out into the great beyond. Mm-hmm. My husband comes down the stairs like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. But, but, are you okay? It's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. But you're just sitting there. I know. <laughs> He's like, but, but I'm like, do you ever see me just sitting, not doing anything? He's like, no, it's freaking me out. I'm like, <laughs> Sorry. But it was glorious. Oh, I'm sure. I was just, I wasn't thinking about and I was drinking coffee that was warm, you know, without any worries that anybody was going to do anything to my coffee, Mm -hmm. you know, like, because there's so many of them Mm -hmm. at the house. You never know what the hell they're (laughs) going to say or do. I mean, the other day, my three-year-old totally missed the toilet Mm -hmm. and there was just a big turd on the floor. And I'm like, great. There it is. Life. No one here cares. So, you know what I mean? So, like, and, and. And 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 one of the things I I always find fascinating when I found out I was pregnant and my first I was I got pregnant over the summer before my first year on the tenure track. (laughs) I like I like challenges. (laughs) Yes. And so and I remember I like I called a colleague and I'm like I need to talk to you. And she's like, what's up? And I'm like, oh my god, I'm pregnant. And she just looked at me. What is your problem? Everybody's gonna think I'm a slacker that I got pregnant on the first. You're on the tenure track. What are they gonna think of me? And she just looked at me like, You're
2: insane.
1: <laughs> You're insane. And it was it was fine and you know, there were everything everything was great and I mean it is what it is. I mean, what are you gonna do? Like, what are they what are they gonna do? Right? And it and and I think it really helped. And I, I remember I had a, a, several students actually pregnant at one point or another. And um they're like, Can you give me tips? Can you like I told them, look, one of the things that I learned in grad school is there are going to be sacrifices. there are going to be sacrifices. And it doesn't have to be a bad sacrifice. Right. But having kids, you, people who have kids and want to have and want to do a good job. Have to be selfless in some respects. Your weekends are no longer your own because you have to go do shit like go to Target and deal with them crying because you didn't buy frozen tube paraphernalia while you're there. But I mean, it's true. Like target is evil. They put that shit right at the door. I know. And they're like, I want that new Olaf. You don't (laughs) need the new Olaf, but I want it so much. I'm like, let me see if Amazon has it cheaper. But then at the same time, we, um, you know, like we have a job to do, whether it's doing your dissertation, writing an article, And so we have to find – we carve out time. And I said, look, in grad school, I used to wake up at 4 and work from 4.30 to 7 writing because that was life, man. That was life. Mm -hmm. And I realized not so much in my department because I was probably the first – from my recollection, I was one of the first to actually reproduce while as a doctoral student – but when I, I took this, like, you know, those writing retreat workshop things that people do in grad school, and it was with a lot of ed- people from education, and mm-hmm. apparently people the, the PhDs in education, all of them have kids. Like, it was a natural part of the issue, like, you know, mm-hmm. part of biology, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. And they all have these different strategies on how to, and at the same time, I often want, like, sometimes I think to myself, wow what would I be doing if I didn't have kids?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, And then, you know, it's an exercise in, in futility because all I think about is how much money I would have if I didn't have kids. But, you know, it's life. <laughs> <laughs> they suck the money right out of you. You know, whether it's daycare, whether it's... But, you know, they're little minds and they, they learn stuff of, oh, you know, crime or, you know, politics or... Yeah, what's, we recently, and this I'll, I'll share with you, but my husband would kill me. We had an, a, a survey from Trump for mm-hmm. my husband to fill out. It was like a survey. How well am I doing?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: From Trump directly to him. to my husband, I was like, can I take a picture and post that? <laughs> can I
2: shame
1: you? <laughs> it's like, I don't know why I got it. I'm like, I don't know, man. Is there something you want to tell me? And he's like, no. I mean, he's a registered independent. And I think that was what it was.
0: Yeah, that's why.
1: But like, but he I nah, why. he wouldn't let me shame him.
0: Well, yeah, that would have been hilarious. He's shamed now.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah, he threw it out. He wouldn't let me, like, you know. And so, so you can you can you can stop the recording and tell me your story. It's cool.
0: Okay. Well, say goodbye to the people first. Okay.
1: How, how do they do it? The suck. I don't know. What, what is the opposite to suck?
2: I have no idea.
1: Don't you you, you ever get the emails from students which are like, hey? Oh, yeah. Yep.
2: Hey. Hey. So,
1: well, bye bye. See, I'm awkward. Like, how does one say goodbye? Like.
0: So, that's it for the first season of the show. I want to thank everybody for listening. I especially want to thank everybody who went out on a limb to agree to be interviewed for this show. I had no idea whether or not this would take off, whether anybody would want to do this, and like I've said several times on Twitter over the last several months, I'm really, really fortunate to have had the opportunity to talk to so many brilliant and creative and fascinating and wonderful people over the duration of the last 14 interviews that I've had the pleasure to conduct. Um, We're taking some time off. Um, everybody's got finals. Everybody's got grading. Everybody needs time to recover myself included. So, uh, I have been going through a little bit of a a health thing. Everybody's going to be good. Everything's going to be okay. Um, but I just want to make sure that everything's good. So we're going to take a little bit of time off. Like I said, give me an opportunity to figure stuff out here. Um, give me time to build up another backlog of interviews moving into 2020 and we hope to come back then um, we do have one more interview in the tank um, it's got a little bit of uh kind of something i got to tell you about it we'll we'll do that around december ish sometime so it's not the last you'll hear from me for the year um, we'll have a special episode sometime in the middle of december and then i'm hoping to come back around when my semester starts sometime in the middle of January. Um, so if you are listening to this and you want to be interviewed or you've already been interviewed and you want to come back on the show, you can reach out to me on Twitter at HeyDrWill, that's H-E-Y-D-R-W-I-L or at untenured Tracks. I'm happy to have people on from any kind of background um, as long as you are untenured. Um, the point of this show is to highlight the work of people in graduate school who um people who are on the tenure track people who are not on the tenure track people who are working out in the field um i want to highlight your work i am fortunate enough to be tenured and i think that one of my responsibilities in this position is to highlight the work of people who are not so uh, if that's you and you want a chance to put yourself out there let me know Uh, until then i hope everybody has a very safe and happy holiday And we'll see you in January. Thanks. Bye.